Hey there, I'm Eric J. Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, your host of this episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. So if this is your first time listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, just to give you a little bit of background, we always have a guest on. That is until this episode. We will be injecting some solo episodes by either myself or Kevin Daisy, the other host of the Managing Partners Podcast. He's also the co-founder of Array Digital and Array Law, so that we could talk directly to you about some things that are happening in the marketing sphere and the marketing world, the marketing universe that affect you and affect your law firm. Now, normally the guests come on and they share their experience about what it's like to be a managing partner and what it's like to grow their firms and what it's like to use marketing tools, which is great learning for everybody, right? They share what they're doing. Other guests share what they're doing. They, and these guests are fantastic because they share not only what's working, but what doesn't work. Now, as digital marketers for law firms, we are at the center of all that marketing activity. And we see a lot of things ourselves that work and don't work that may be a little bit different than what you hear about from the managing partners who our who are our guests. So what I want to do is give you a little bit of different insight today and talk about SEO for lawyers in particular. Now, why SEO? SEO is one of those fundamental and foundational digital marketing tactics that we here at Array Digital believe every single law firm should take advantage of. Now, what is so important or valuable about SEO? Let me start off with some of the basics and we need to back up a little bit first. When someone is looking for a lawyer like you, a law firm like yours, when they have a need, what do you think they do first? Now, some people, they will ask friends and family for a referral. There's no doubt about that. But always, in addition to that, or maybe instead of that, and there's a lot of people that in, you know do this instead of rather than in addition to, they will go to the place that they go to to find information these days. It's not the yellow pages. It's not TV. It's not driving down the highway looking at random billboards. When someone has a need, they go to the place that everyone else goes to, and that is Google. So I'm being very specific here. It's Google. It's not search engines. It's Google. Now, there are other search engines out there, but Google serves up about 90% of all search engine results these days. It has been for a long, long, long time, many, many years. So they go to Google and they look to see how they can solve their problem. And what they do is they put into Google, just like you do for other services and other products, they type into Google their problem and up comes the search results, which are the possible solutions to their problems. Now in Google, the very first thing that you see are ads. Now, pretty self-explanatory that with an ad, you have to pay to play. If you stop paying, you will stop playing. Your ad won't show if you stop paying. And then below that, you have the organic listing. So when the search results come up very top, almost the entire top that someone sees on their laptop or on their phone, probably the entire top, not even almost, just the entire viewport, if you will, what they first see above the bottom of the page, which is called above the fold, what they'll see is ads. And it's almost always nothing but ads. Now, how many people do you think click on those ads versus take a little bit of extra time 
extra work and drop down to the non-ad results, the organic results underneath the ads. What do you think it is? Well, you may be surprised to find out that only 3% of people actually click on an ad. That means that 97% either swipe on their phone to get past the ads or they use their mouse and they scroll down past the ads to get to the organic search results. 97% go to the organic search results, whereas only 3% click on one of those ads. So what that means is the organic search results get a lot more traffic, like a whole lot more. What is it? 30 sometimes more than the ads. Now, why is that? Look, there, there's theories about why, but it doesn't really matter why, because it is people click on the organic. But if I have to guess, if I have to use my intuition about how I behave as a Google user, it's because I trust those organic listings a lot more than I trust the ads that are above. But regardless of the reason, it is what it is. 97% of people click on those organic results. And that is where SEO comes into play. They are incredibly more powerful and valuable than the ads. Now, I said before that with an ad at the very top of the page, it's paid to play. If you stop paying for that ad, you don't get any leads. With the organic, it's not necessarily paid to play because those are free. Those are free clicks. So when someone clicks on one of those organic links, it doesn't cost you anything, but it does cost you to get into that position. Now, what I mean by that is it requires a lot of strategy, a lot of manpower, a lot of backlinks. It just requires a lot of effort, specialized effort from experts like my folks here at Array Law. Now, that's going to cost you money unless you do it yourself, right? But listen, you're a lawyer, you're running a law firm. That's probably not something that you want to take on yourself. If you do, then you won't have much time to actually practice law anymore because being an SEO is a full-time job. As a matter of fact, we have multiple full-time SEOs here and that's all they do is they follow what is happening with Google and almost every single day, there is a big breaking change that happens in the algorithm that affects the way that our clients get ranked, that affects the way that we approach the strategy of SEO, that affects the way that we implement SEO. It's a full-time job and then some to keep track of all the changes that are happening to ensure that we keep getting rankings for our clients. If you have that skill set, that's fantastic. Most lawyers, most business people don't, and most of them would rather actually do the work that their business does versus that and SEO. So I would encourage you to get with an SEO, a search engine optimization person, or an agency like Array Law, because I don't think that most people listening to this podcast have the time or desire to learn yet another industry inside and out. And that's what is required in order to get rankings. So in order to get rankings, you really, you have to be on the first page of Google, because if you're not on the first page, then the percentage of people that go to page two, three, four, five, et cetera, just dramatically drops off. So something like 95% of the people stay on page one and click on one of those links and only 5% go to page two and, and, and really low percentages go to page three and four and five. So if you're not on page one, you're just not playing an SEO. So if you're putting effort into doing things like writing an article, like we, we talk to a lot of prospective clients that say, oh, we, we write articles, so we've got SEO covered. There's a whole lot more to SEO than just writing what you think would be interesting. First of all, the writing has to be done with Google very specifically in mind 
and following a very specific SEO strategy. And again, that's where the expertise comes in. That's where the experience comes in. If you don't do it like that, then frankly, you could waste a lot of time. But once the work is put in and a piece goes out and we get backlinks to it, what we'll see is that that piece will start off on page, say, 15 in Google. We'll see it happen, boom, like that. And then we'll get a backlink to it. We'll get a reference to it. Some social media may reference it. It goes from page 15 to page 10, like a really big jump, but it's still page 10. And then we'll see, you know, with more and effort and more SEO effort put into it, uh, our folks doing more and more to tweak it. Uh, it'll go from page 10 to eight, eight to seven, seven to five, five to three, three to two. And then all of a sudden it goes from two to one. Typically what happens is it goes from page two to page one, and then it goes back to page two and then back to page one. And then it goes page two again. And we're like trying to keep it on page one consistently, but that will happen eventually. And then when it's on page one, the goal is to get it up to the top of page one. But Here's what's really, really cool about SEO. Now, I said it before with advertising, it's pay to play. You pay, you get leads if you're doing it correctly. If you stop paying, the leads go away. With SEO, it's not like that. So with SEO, you put in the effort, you, you pay the price, if you will, with resources, time and money to get onto page one or whatever rankings you get onto. And let's say that for whatever reason, you decide, you know what, I, I'm just gonna pause. I'm not gonna do any more work. Well, what happens is your rankings will build over time. And then they'll just kind of, if you pause, they'll just kind of hover there for a period of time. Now, if you pause for too long, then they'll start to, your SEO value will start to degrade grade, right? So when Google sees you're not putting the effort in and others are, your competitors are, you'll start to degrade and your competitors will eventually overtake you. That will happen after a few months, but you'll hover there for a while and you'll continue to get those leads because you put the work in. And then when you start your, your SEO program up again, it'll, it'll keep going up. And so when you're paying for an SEO organization, an agency like mine to do SEO for you, you are continuously building SEO value. It's an investment in your law firm where Whereas advertising should be considered more like an expense. Now we do advertising and we do a lot of advertising, but we do a lot more SEO because frankly, that's the better play. It's a long-term play, whereas advertising gets you near instant results. But are you in this for the short term or are you in it for the long term? Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. I think you're going to say you're in it for the long term. And if that's the case, you should really align yourself with SEO experts who know what they're doing and can prove results by showing you graphs, charts, data, month after month after month that show that you're going in the right direction. You're trending upwards. You have more keywords. You have more You have more pieces of content that are ranking in positions one, two, three, four, five, et cetera. And you should start seeing more contact us form submissions and phone calls as a result of your SEO. Now, I'm definitely not saying don't advertise. I do believe in advertising. We do it here. Like I said before, we do a lot of it. But there's a time and a place for both of these. And often, especially if you can afford it, you should do both. You really should do both. Now, people have budget constraints. You may have to choose one or the other. We can help you figure out where you're at in that cycle. If you do have to choose, if you don't have to choose, do both. Definitely do both. But you know, someone made the analogy recently that advertising is like leasing a house, whereas SEO is like buying the house. You're going to make payments no matter what, but are you investing in your future? Are you getting equity or are you just there for the short term? So I want you to consider a couple of different factors when it comes to advertising versus SEO. And that's really the point of this episode. Now, one of the things that I get asked a lot 
by our clients or prospective clients is if you write the content for us, Eric, for SEO purposes, can we still write our own content? And the answer is absolutely. You absolutely can continue to write your own content. Because I know if you're like most other managing partners and most other lawyers, you actually really enjoy writing and you enjoy writing about the law. It's a passion for you and I get it and you should continue to do that. But I want you to keep in mind that when we when we write content here, SEO rich content, we're following a strategy. We know what keywords we're going after. We know what the keyword density is. We know when to use those keywords and we've optimized the piece and we've optimized your website so that it's fast, it's mobile responsive, there's great user experience, it's technically superior from an SEO perspective and other perspectives. We have that thing finely tuned for SEO results. Now the pieces we create can be read by a human being, but they are long format and they can be wordy, right? So we may put into two or three paragraphs, what you think could be summarized in two or three sentences, and you're not wrong, you're right. But the reason we do it that way is for Google, right? We want to make sure that those pieces get ranked so that when they show up in the search engine results page and someone clicks on it, they come to your website. That's the goal. That's the primary goal of SEO content. But if you want to write, if you want to blog, if you want to fulfill your desires and passion for getting your legal knowledge out to the world, we totally encourage that. You should do that. But just keep in mind, it serves a completely different purpose. It is unlikely that that by itself will get people that you don't know to your website. It won't get ranked. Now it's possible, it is possible to hit a home run, but it's unlikely. What you write is really for maybe your existing clients, maybe for a newsletter, maybe once our SEO program gets people to your website or our advertising gets people to your website and they start clicking around, they may find your article and find it interesting, but it serves a different purpose and it's not necessarily, certainly not primarily, it is not primarily to get people from Google to your site, but it does serve a purpose. And so we encourage you to continue to fulfill your passion, get the knowledge out to the world about your legal opinions and recommendations. And so you should continue to write if you want to, but it is absolutely not required. We do an awful lot of SEO here for lawyers and for law firms. It's one of our primary services. It is on top of our website development services. You have to have a superior website, first and foremost, technically superior, mobile responsive, secure. All those things have to be nailed in order for us to even start an SEO project. So when we talk about doing SEO, it comes with the website as well. You got to do both. You, you, we can't, no one can really do SEO if they don't have the website as well. So if you're talking to another SEO company and they're like, yeah, we don't need to worry about your website. You should ask a lot of questions that your SEO company needs to take on both of those. They can't just do SEO. I hope I've given you a few things to think about. If you are thinking about starting an SEO project, thinking about starting a digital marketing project, if you have questions, reach out to me. My name is Eric J. Olson. I am the CEO of Array Law, and you can reach out by email at eric at thisisarray.com. I'll spell it for you. It's E-R-I-K at T-H-I-S-I-S-A-R-R-A-Y.com. Eric at thisisarray.com. Or you can reach me by phone, 757-333-3021.